God, what a great thing it is that when, when you say you inhabit praise, that means I'm here. And God, when you say I'll never leave you or forsake you, you're saying I'm here. I'm with you. And that is a word of the Lord. Some of you watching online on the live stream, some of you here in this room, that is a word of the Lord to you. I'm here with you. I'm here with you. In Jesus' name, in Psalm 139, he made this, he said these words, where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? On your worst day, he was present, more present than you ever thought, more present than I ever thought. He goes on and he says, if I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in the grave, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. You are there, God. You are there, God. You are with us, God. You do not leave or forsake. You love people. God, you love people and it's the eternal universal mystery. Angels can't understand it. Demons can't understand it. You love people like us. You love us on our worst day, our best day, every day. You always are calling us near. You've made a way and built a bridge that we can be with you and near you. And God, we're saying yes. Thank God we thank you for the sanity and the clarity to understand how much we want you. Oh God, we want you. And God, we open our hearts. We open our hearts. God, we choose. We open our hearts. How are you speaking to us? We want it. We want you. How are you leading? We want you. How are you comforting? We want you. How are, what are you doing? We want to enter in. We want you. We want you. We want you. Even there your right hand shall lead. Even there your hand shall lead me, your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me. Some people today aren't having a good day. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. God says to you, I am there. I am there in your darkness. I'm there. I'm there. I'm not turning my back. Don't turn your back on me. Oh, God, we live in a world that's surrounded by stuff, drowning in stuff. And you have put your spirit on us. Oh, we receive you, Holy Spirit. We receive your ministry, Holy Spirit. We receive that you have a way, a way that you want to glorify Jesus. Church, I bless you in Jesus' name. Be filled with the Holy Spirit now in a fresh way. Fresh infilling of Holy Spirit overflow with the Holy Spirit you shall be a witness for me you shall be a witness for me here and there in Jesus name the darkness can't hide you and does not hide from you the night shines as the day the darkness and light are both alike to you you are here I bless what you're doing I bless what you're saying The Lord says to you, 
the deep place was not meant to be and is not meant to be a lonely place. It's meant to be our place. You and me and me in you. Thank you, Father, that you are meeting us in deep places. I bless in Jesus' name. I bless. I bless, God. You know what we're dealing with. You understand us. Oh, God, you understand the, the volume of things. Pretty much every family and every family represented in this building on this live stream has real deep stuff to deal with. In the name of Jesus, you're there. And God, I just bless the overflow of your presence in those spots. That God, that you are meeting us there, overflowing in those places. I confess it. I believe it's what your intent is, your heart is. And so thank you, God, for it in Jesus' name. I speak life into kidneys. I speak life into livers. I speak life into hearts, physical hearts in Jesus' name. Life into ears. Life into eyes. Life into throats and mouths. Life into physical ailments. Life into colons in Jesus' name. Life into bodies in Jesus' name. Cancers come down. Life of Jesus come up. Come up. Come up. Hallelujah. Come up in Jesus' name. Rise in those bodies. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I expect some of you feel that, sense that. Could be heat in your body. Could be something where God, Holy, by Holy Spirit, is bearing witness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. So, um, and I say this, I say this as a, a holy thing. I believe this is a holy thing. But um, I'm going to just release you for a few minutes to greet each other. And I'm, I'm, and I'm just telling you, if you're not a hugger, don't let people hug you. Right? Just whatever. It's okay. It's okay. We're not trying to make you not be something you're not. But I, my sense is that the love of God is here in a real way. And that hearts need it. You need it. We need, we need the love of God. We never get tired of the love of God. We never exhaust the love of God. It is greater, higher, wider, deeper. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 17, 18, 19. Higher, deeper, longer, wider, inexpressible, the love of God. And and you could, you can receive that love of God right now. So greet a few people. If they can stand and hug them, you know, and, and uh, love them and receive it. Forgive and receive in Jesus' name. Thank you for loving each other so well. It's a good thing. It's a beautiful thing. You and I don't always understand just how much the love of God impacts us, how much, how simple, how great his love is. So thank you, God. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. So Pastor Dave, share that. I was thinking about, check one, two. I was thinking about uh, a verse in the Bible, uh, 2 Corinthians 4, verse 17 says, For a light affliction is what but for a moment 
worketh for a far more exceedingly internal weight of glory. While we look for not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which we are seen are temporal, but the things which we are not seen are eternal. And often during Christmas time, we're reminded of our pain, our lack. You might think that the pain that you'd gone through was like a bottomless pit, but it cannot be compared to the glory that we're going to receive. It is, it, it's like looking at a grain of sand and comparing it to Mount Everest. There is no comparison that we can fathom. Even that comparison is limited. What we're going to experience when we see him, what we're going to experience with Jesus cannot be compared to the pain and the infliction that we've suffered here on earth. There is no comparison at all. It is so vastly beyond our comprehension. So we look forward to a, a, a glory that is beyond description. Words just fail to describe what it's going to be like. Amen. The only thing that we have to compare it with is the pain that we experience right now. And that pain, especially during holidays, can feel like you're in the bottom of a bottomless pit. Amen. But you have something much greater to look forward to. And you should look your lift up. One, one nice thing about being in the bottom of a pit is there's only one direction to look that has any view. You can look around and see nothing but walls, but when you look up, then you can see the sky. That's the view. Take yeah. hope. Take hope. This is but light affliction. You may think that what you experienced, and we've all experienced loss, what you experienced cannot be described as light affliction. It's been horrible. But once again, in godly perspective, it cannot be compared to the weight of glory that we're going to experience. Amen? Amen. So look, be encouraged. Look forward. Look up. This is, this is temporary. This is Amen. temporary. Amen? Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Dave. Amen. Amen. So that is a, that is a great word. And I, I want to... Uh, few things some of you may not have heard that uh, a brother and a friend to us that was part of our church family for a recent season has gone to be with Jesus. Um, I called him Cal. Most of you called him Thomas. Okay. And so he's gone to be with the Lord and um, and some people have been really close. And I, and I thought of this last night with... Um, with Matt, who is um, an elder in um, Smithville Baptist Church and who sometimes comes here on Saturday nights and, and he's very close to Thomas and, and it's real grief, real grief. And he's doing really good in that real grief. But it's real grief. And grief will not be denied you have to deal with it. And God is like so interested in helping you deal with grief. He's so interested in a way that you can't, I can't, I couldn't. I'm starting to imagine, but for a long time I couldn't imagine how much God wanted. He wasn't trying to get me to snap out of it. He was really trying to be with me in it and let his 
love and his comforts permeate my grief so that my grief would transform into a place where I would flourish again. So that it could remember the loss and value the loss, but not live lost. Not live under grief. When he says, when it says of Jesus, surely he has borne our griefs. I feel like the Lord has shown me that there is a lot of grief in the world and a lot of grief still in the church that's behind a closed door and it's not finished. And it's not finished because we learned to move on, but we didn't learn how to open up, how to open it up and take him into that place. Where, where he could be with us, where it could become his garden, his, his place of fruit, his place where him and I share life and where, where the, he could reveal just his presence in the middle of it. God with us is intended to mean God with us everywhere. The day, the day of your, you, you get, have your greatest achievement, the day you win the championship, the day you graduate, the day, the day that everything goes right, your, your wedding day, the day the kids are born, he's with you on all those days, but he's with you when, the, when somebody dies, he's with you when you fail, he's with you when, you're, when people betray you, he's with us in everything, and he puts perspective on everything. Inside, woo! <laughs> I'm just telling you, because that's how does this thing work? And we're we're pain dodgers, and we run from stuff. And he's like, but stuff get, catches us, and and, ha- and stuff still happens. And if and if you've met God, and you think he's kind of disappointing in some ways. Just do what I did, because I've been there, and, and understand that that's not God yet. You didn't get all the way in yet. He's never disappointing. Never. He's different. He's other. That's why we call him holy. He's another kind. But he's never a disappointment. I see you up there, Cookie, in the balcony, and we have been praying and believing for her daughter, Ultra. And we can do that one more time. She is in China, and, and doctors are done, have done what they can do. And we are now waiting for God's completion, God's healing to manifest in her body. And so I say that believing it's so. Believing the calling of God on her life is not complete. So I speak and we come into agreement. We believe you, God, that you are there. You are healing her, restoring her body. Believing that she really is coming home whole. Lord, I believe coming home more whole than when she left to serve you and serve people in China. God, I believe 
wholeness is her portion from you in this life. And so we bless what you're doing. We bless the woman of God. We bless the call of God and those that are going to receive from that call and receive from her life that that this the new new chapter of ministry that you'll you're calling her into. So we bless her husband. We bless what you've done through her, the fruit that she bears now and forever. And we speak life in that in that body. And we by the spirit, God, what we can't do, you can do. We're depending on it. So we're going to look at uh, Matthew chapter 1 where Jesus is referred to as in a dream to Joseph. He's referred to as, they'll call his name Emmanuel, Emmanuel, which means God with us. And I, I want to uh, say to you that I want God with me. Right. I hope you do, too. God with us. And I, what I found out about me was I found out that sometimes um, I craved I craved being allowed to be me, to be the real me and not have to put on a facade, not have to fake, not have to just try harder. I wanted so desperately to be real and I didn't understand how much God also wanted that with me. That he wanted not only me to be real, but he said, I just long for people I can be me with. Think about it. Think about the times that the disciples are saying to him, by their actions, we don't like this plan. But Jesus is being with the Father and just like the Father and reflecting the Father's heart. I want to touch this person right now. Do you understand that, that in that moment that Jesus wants to touch that person, sometimes his disciples didn't? They didn't want to touch the Samaritan woman. They didn't, they didn't, they were, they were freaked out by, by mobs of poor people that were groping on them and, and wanting them to do everything for them, and they didn't exactly enjoy it. But being with God and God being with you means God can be who he is. With you, are you open to that? That's four, five. <laughs> no, you're you're scary. I know. Well, I will read, but I just want to say, if that at all is like, what are you talking about? For God so loved the world that He gave His Son. Jesus coming is a love gift. And when the world, he knows that the world is going to turn loose eventually, like a bunch of people are going to say, hooray, unbelievable. Who is this guy? I love this guy. And, And he says to his disciples, when they see, when you've seen me, you've seen God. You've seen the Father. That's Father. That's what that's like. But some people, and I'm really often talking about Religion, and when I say religion, I mean dead religion. In other words, religion that's working from rules and not from the spirit and not from life in the spirit. When it's all rules. And those people crucified him because he, he, he revealed that their money wasn't really all that important. 
he revealed that a bunch of things that were going on were not important, really important, and that God, uh, the God of heaven, really did care about a Samaritan woman that had had five marriages that had failed and was living with the guy, and he really thought she's worth seeking out. If we can stand it, Spirit of God is on you, church. And he's anointed you to preach good tidings to the poor. We've got to stand it. Poor isn't just, they just don't have good clothes. Poor is they're desperate and messed up. They have a poverty of not able to live life in a sane way. And they're broken down and crushed. But his heart is yearning for them. And we are in position. You might not think it. You might look in the mirror and say, I don't think so. But you are ready now. You really are more ready than you know to go to a neighbor, go to a person, to reach out to a stranger. You are more ready right now. It's just waiting for you. And you get the nudges. I dare say probably if not all of you haven't felt those nudges, I would dare say it's easily 90 plus percent of you. Feel those nudges of Holy Spirit saying, I love that person. I care about that person right now. See, and he's making us see them. I'm trying not to see them, but we see them. We see, I saw them. I saw them. something happened in my heart. My heart just said something. I see you. It's now. It's not someday. It's now. Now is the time. Awake, you sleeper, he says in Ephesians. And rise from the dead. We, we are. This, he's calling us out of sleep so we can call them out of sleep so the glory of God can happen in their lives and they can receive his presence and his love. The birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, thank you, God. Thank you, God. I just declare the love of God in this place. I know I have, but I am. I feel it, sense it. Receive the Holy Spirit. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. Receive the fullness of the Holy Spirit. He wants to use you as a witness. Some people that he's drawn us to don't have another month. They don't have more time. They're running out of time. And you and me are his body. God, send somebody. God, send somebody. I am sending somebody. I'm sending my body. I'm sending my sons, my daughters. I'm sending my grateful ones. I just have such a sense that our county is about to blow up with testimonies. In Jesus' name. If we can carry him, if we'll carry him, he'll go with us because he, he's with them already. It's not like a, it's not like a, it's not like he's not already there. Where's tissues, please? not like he's not already there. We know he's there because if we, if this, if we started talking about it, this room is loaded. It's loaded with people that God met you in a dark, dark place. 
you were desperate. I was desperate. And he met us in that place. And his heart is yearning for us to be willing to do that with another. Just share him. And it's not just with, it, it is with him, not without him. So he's willing for it. In Jesus' name. The birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After, after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, engaged, binding engagement in, in Jewish culture, so it would take something legal to separate them once they're engaged. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. God, God doing something, taking a young woman and in her body, just like every, pretty much every healthy young woman has, has eggs in her body, bunches of them. And God reducing himself down to, to such a small thing that he could plant himself inside of her with that egg. And everything that Jesus became and is, that transformation distilled down into that little transforming miracle of a baby, a miracle baby, growing that miracle baby into a full of the Spirit, Yeshua, Jesus the Messiah, who would reflect perfectly the Father, live sinlessly, be rejected by people, and die on a cross. And God would honor that death as a payment for everything wrong everyone, you and me, ever did. And when we receive him, he puts a seed inside of us. And Jesus grows right here. Jesus grows right there inside of you. With God, when he was speaking to Mary, the angel said, for with God, nothing will be impossible. Sin, sickness, Come off that throne. Come off that lofty perch where you are, you are the definer because you're not. You're not. Jesus has conquered you. And we enter into that victory. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, a righteous man, a godly man, not willing to marry a woman who is pregnant, not by him, said, I but wanted to do the right thing, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, apparently he fell asleep. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, probably never in his life, even though he was of the lineage, probably never referred to as a son of David. I don't think, I don't know. Maybe he was. Do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. Do you know that sometimes Christians believe some strange things? I believe this story just like it's written. I believe it. And I have a witness to it. 
and the witnesses that a seed, when I received Jesus, something happened right here. I didn't become instantly perfect. I became another kind. And he's been growing in me ever since. My 50th birthday in Jesus is this January. I'm grateful. So, jo so he's leading Joseph in a new plan, just like he would lead you and me. We, are, we get on a plan, and sometimes our plan is not his plan, and we don't like it. I was thinking of this, and this might seem like a, an odd thing, but I was thinking of back in the day when our kids were young, we still used cloth diapers often. And Cheryl was the clerk of the church, and I was not a deacon or not on the board, so I would be home with kids changing diapers. And she would be at a board meeting of the church. And God was teaching me things, and I was slowly learning. <laughs> but I want to tell you something about diapers. And I'm so grateful for all the little kids that we have around here. And you're probably so grateful you're not using cloth diapers. But anyway. <laughs> diapers stink. Often. Right? Often. And I'm not in a hurry to change another one. But you can be doing this stinky job. And you can do it smelling it, not enjoying it, looking for how soon can it end. Etc. Or you could look at that little prophet that little man of God, woman of God, child of God. And you could understand that you're growing something great right there. It's going to be great. You could believe for them and love them. Because when you think right, you do a lot of dirty jobs. But you don't get stuck in them or lost in them. And live in life if we're going to follow Jesus the way he wants, we're going to do some dirty jobs. But don't get lost in them. God so loved the world. The world's just like one big diaper. <laughs> and man, does it need to be changed. <laughs> And God is so interested in seeing this diaper, this world, get its diaper changed. <laughs> that is so, sorry. <laughs> Did you ever know I think in pictures? Okay, I think in pictures. Yeah, now we know. Yeah, and I'm sensitive to smell, by the way. So... <laughs> And God so loves, and that is 
The simplest task can be a glory to God because he's present in those simple tasks. She will bring forth a son. He's hearing this in that dream. And you shall call his name Jesus. Yahweh will save. That's what that means. Jehovah saves. For he will save his people. He will save, he'll deliver his people from their sins. In Jesus' name, he'll put you right with God. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, Behold, the virgin, when they said this in Isaiah, when this prophecy was given by Isaiah, they believed it was a baby. They didn't understand that it would be the forever Messiah that would literally be a virgin. They didn't grasp the depth of it. But the words of Isaiah, virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which tra is translated God with us. When we quote on often, I've quoted many times, John 3.16, it comes with other verses. God so loved the world, he gave his son. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world. Emmanuel. I'm not condemning you. I'm trying to save you. Your job, repent. Repent. Turn from. Turn to. Your job, repent. His job, I love you. I will save you. I can handle it. I can handle you. That the world through him might be saved. He that believes on him, trusts him. In my smelly diaper, I turn to him and I receive him and he receives me diaper and all and cleans me up. He receives you, mess and all, cleans you up, has a plan for your life. That repentance is a big deal, but it actually, it matters. Repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Come alive in Jesus' name. So Joseph, being aroused from his sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. What a great guy. So the angel said, that pregnant woman, she's telling you the truth. It's from me. Trust her. He hears that in a dream, and he says, all right, I'm going for it. I bless people that go for it. I bless you to go for it. To believe that God really is the God of the impossible. I'm not a history rewriter. We're not history rewriters. But we are history writers. And when we allow the Lord to take what our history is and to fully fully come into us and be Lord over all of it. All our failures, all our experiences, ruling it all. And then he grows himself in our life. Hallelujah. The Lord is near now. So Joseph did took her to his wife, and he did not know her until 
she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he, Joseph, called his name Jesus. So, um, here's what I would like to do. We're going to have communion, so you can get those ready, and I'm going to read you a couple verses, so we'll do that in just a few minutes, and I think this is really important, so I'm going to... uh, just say something about these verses in Ephesians. Thank you, God. Listen to these words. Through Paul, the word of God, he put all things under his feet. Is there anything in your life that, might, that is not included? I'm suggesting that the answer to that is all things are under his feet. We look around and we say, I don't see it yet. But he's defeated everything. Everything. And he's wanting that to manifest in your life and in my life. He wants to show it in every realm, in the farthest heavenly realms, here in the earth, In the invisible heavenly realm, he wants to show that victory, and he wants to show that victory through you and through me, so that you and me in Christ are stepping on those very things, that they are also now under our feet. We are bringing them under. We are bringing spirits and addictions and demons and tormentors. We are bringing them sickness and disease. We are bringing them under our feet, as they are under his feet. The law of the spirit of life in Jesus Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death and gave him to be, Jesus to be the head over all things to the church, us, then and now, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in in all. We are more powerful than we think because the fullness of him is in us all. And he intends it, a few chapters later, to the intent now that the manifold wisdom, angels baffled by God's love for people, that God wants to make people his body in the earth. They don't get it. That he wants to redeem them, make them a part of everything, flow and function with us. Demons don't understand it. Fallen angels don't understand it. Holy angels don't understand it. We don't understand it. God might make known by the church to the principalities, fallen or not, holy or not, and powers in the heavenly places, the invisible realm around us, the throne room of God everywhere, according to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord. How do I know they're included? Finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. 
put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, bringing them under. I am not out hunting for them. They are hunting for Jesus. They are hunting for you, for me. They don't like what we stand for. They don't like how we live. They oppose us. They ensnare us with bondages and things, and we may have made room for them. But God, by the Holy Spirit, gives us an opportunity to say, I've changed my mind. There was a day I said, I was drunk every day as a 20-year-old, and I said, I'll never quit because I like it. I said that to people. And the truth is, I was bound. I was medicating deep, deep sorrow. And God saw through it. And I'm so glad he did. And I'm just telling you, he sees through everything. Anything, pardon me for being blunt, anything that has kicked your can, he has a plan to kick its can with you. I hope you want that plan because that is the plan. He has a plan for you to triumph and for you to bring that triumph to others. Not just, not just for you to survive it, but for you to be. We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. That's his plan, not for you. So that thing that kicked your can, I'm just telling you, Holy Spirit speaking today, you're coming down. And, and you and me, we bring it down. We bring it down. No more. God isn't bound by that. God isn't intimidated by it. I'm the one that's intimidated. It's because I'm not looking in the right place. I'm not looking at Jesus. I'm looking in the mirror. Jesus' name. Oh, I thank you, God. Let's have communion together. It's a picture of and it's a reminder of when he said to do this in remembrance of him. He was declaring to us that he was the food we need to become children of God, to live for God and live with God. He was the substance of what we need. And he said, take this bread is my body given for you, broken for you, crucified for you. And so he took the bread and he gave thanks. And he said, eat it. It's my body. And so as we declare, and I just hope that you can join me in saying this holy God that so loved you and me and sent his son. This holy God is here right now. He wants you. He wants me right now. And it is the safest, the safest place for your heart is to be fully, to run to him. Just like a child runs to a mom or a dad when they're hurt. To run to him and know that he has borne your griefs and carried your sorrows. He is ready to deliver you from bondage, from brokenness. He has a calling on your life. You are the body of Christ. You are a life changer. You are a mountain mover in Christ. 
you are not just going to get free of an addiction or a bondage or a disease. You're a son. You're a daughter. He loves you. Lord, we just declare it's a holy God who's able to love us at our worst moments in every moment, who's able to never leave us nor forsake us. So we thank you for being that holy God. We declare that you're holy. And so we receive this gift that you've given us, the body of Jesus, being food for us. And God, today I am willing, I, tr I hope we are willing to be in your hands and to be bread in your hands that we could be, we can receive this gift that you give us and we can be a gift in your hands to be, as we give ourselves to you, you have permission to give us away. In Jesus' name, let's partake. This is the new covenant in my blood, he said, when he took that cup. My blood shed for you. And so, God, we stand as recipients of your love because of the blood. We stand. And so in the name of Jesus, let's stand together. Bondage, you're not welcome here. Bondage, you're not welcome. God does not mean to leave us bound. In Jesus' name, the law of the spirit of life in Jesus makes us free from the law of sin and death. So death working in our bodies, sickness, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, right now as we partake of this grape juice, symbol of the blood of Jesus. Sickness, get out. Life, more life, come in and overflow. Let's partake. You are welcome to come and pray, to receive prayer. Let us stand with you and help you kick something's can that needs to be kicked. In Jesus' name, let us believe with you for sickness. Let us believe with you for freedom, because that is God's will for your life. There are, I'm not the only person that will be praying. You are welcome to be, come and be prayed for. If there's a bunch of you, a bunch of us will come and pray with you. So it's okay. In Jesus' name, Father, I bless my brothers and sisters. You are speaking by your spirit to them. Maybe you've used my words and maybe just your spirit is on them in this environment where two or more are gathered in your name and you are here. I bless those watching in the live stream. Come alive in Jesus' name, in the Holy Spirit, because that is for the glory of God. That is to bear witness to Jesus and honor the one who gave us all for us, that we give ourselves fully to you. Thank you, God. And may I live up to all I preach, God, in Jesus' name. Amen.